From Luminary Media, this is Karamo. You know I'm all about helping you get to the emotional core of what's happening in your life. And on this show, you're able to call in and speak directly to me to get advice to navigate those hard issues that you're going through. Hey, friends! As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, friends. Welcome to Karamo. Today, I am discussing the impact of putting other people's needs before your own. Now, some of you may be asking yourself, what's wrong with putting others first? As a culture, we are taught that somehow this behavior will make us seem like a nicer person, a better partner, a more respected parent. But the truth is, that is all BS. I remember when I was a kid, I was told that if I don't put others first, somehow I am selfish. And I listened to that BS. I mean, like, I literally believe that BS. It's part of the reason that I went into the field I'm in because I was like, you got to give, you got to give, you got to give. That's what you do. And luckily, being a social worker and a psychotherapist, I figured out how to support others, but not feel like I'm giving up myself. So today I want to connect with you all, friends, to help you evaluate if you are putting others first. And if you are, to help you realize you are not alone in doing this because many of us do. Now, I received a DM in my Instagram direct message from a woman by the name of Marina. And Marina wrote me, I've been putting others' needs before my own for as long as I can remember. For a long time, I just thought it was what you were supposed to do. That's how you show that you are kind and selfless. It took me a long time to realize I was actually being cruel towards myself. Now that I want to make changes and that the pattern is apparent, I can't break the habit. I'm still agreeing to do things I don't want to do for people who don't deserve my kindness. And I can't seem to stop. I can't break the pattern. Please help me. So I said, let's get Marina on the line immediately. And she's joining us today. Marina, are you there, friend? I am. Hello. So tell me a little bit about what's been going on with you. You know, I think I've been putting others first for just really as long as I can remember. You know, I was brought up with that philosophy, like helping others. That's just, that's the right thing. That's what you're, what you're supposed to do. Oftentimes, even before I'm even asked, you know, like someone tells me that they're moving and I immediately offer to help them move. Yeah. And why do you think you do that? I, you know, I thought about it a lot and I don't know if it's just like that's where I've learned to get some validation maybe. Mm-hmm. What do you feel when they say, oh my gosh, yes, please do that? Oh, 
oh, it feels great. You feel needed and helpful and wanted and you feel like you're doing a good thing. So there's a lot of positive reinforcement that comes from that. When was the last time outside of doing something for someone else that you felt wanted and felt needed and appreciated? Oh, it's probably been a long time. I don't know that I even notice those things anymore unless I seek them out myself. Got it. So when was the last time you remember feeling that way, though? I know you said it's been a long time. Is it when you were a child? Probably. Yeah, I don't know that I've had that feeling a lot as an adult. Yeah. And have you ever talked to your close friends or your best friends about the fact that you haven't felt wanted or needed appreciated as an adult? I wear my heart on my sleeve, so if something's bothering me or I'm upset, people can always tell. And what, what response are you given? Um... Sometimes it's, you know, just something small, like, that's ridiculous. Like, you know, we love you. Don't, don't think that. So they invalidate your feelings. Yeah. And how does that make you feel when they invalidate your feelings? I mean, it can be a bummer, right? Like, okay, this is serious for me. I'd love a helpful solution or, you know, some advice or helpful solution or just like uh, something more reassuring or positive as opposed to something negative, like, no, that's ridiculous. I want to know what do you appreciate about yourself outside of the fact that you help a lot of people? Um, I appreciate about myself that I'm empathetic, that I know when to help somebody, when I know that I know when to give somebody space. Um, so hold on. I want to stop you real quick. I want to stop you really quickly. The things you just mentioned, when I said what do you appreciate about yourself, all had to do with other people. I'm empathetic. Yeah. <laughs> I know when other people need something. I know when... What do you just appreciate about you? Um, I'm funny. Yes. I am intelligent. I'm a very good cook. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Let's keep going. I like hearing this. What else? Um, I recently, after dealing with a lot of health issues, decided to get a very... <laughs> intensive surgery that changed my life and I've been doing really well with all the steps and taking care of myself. Good job. And getting better. So what you're going to have to do in part of that journey of saying to yourself, I am worthy, I am valid, is that you have to remind yourself of those things every single day. How long do you normally spend on Instagram a week? Um, uh, probably in a week, I'd say seven to 10 hours. Okay. Probably. So to be then, perfectly honest, a lot. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. Listen, we all do it. I always tell people that this is judgment free. But if you're spending seven to 10 hours doing that, I want you to also tell yourself that you're worthy and that you're valid and fill your own cup up. Because when you can find the space to fill your own cup up, that's when you're going to feel like, you know what? It's okay. This sounds like a great plan and I think uh, I think it's good advice to take a step in the right direction of taking better care of myself first before others yeah listen and it's going to be a journey you spent many years putting everybody else first being taught this so I don't want you to get mad at yourself or feel down mm -hmm. if you find yourself doing it again like if you find yourself helping somebody don't be like oh damn just be like you know what I messed up it's okay Yeah. I still am great I still am a great cook. I'm still funny. I still made it through this surgery. Start telling yourself the good things. Mm -hmm. Just That's where you practice it. Practice makes perfect. And before you know it, you'll be at a space where you're like, I feel full.
and I'm so full that I, I don't I don't need to help you right now, but I know it'll work out for you. Yeah, no, I'm so hopeful. Thank you. That is something that I know all too well. Sometimes people don't even ask you and you just start offering. It's like, oh, no, I can do it. It's like, let me beat you to the punch. Every time you're on a plane, what they say? Put your mask on before you help somebody else. So if you're not putting your mask on daily to help yourself, then you can't help someone else. All right, listen, friends, we're going to take a little quick break and then we're going to come back because I got a couple more direct messages that I want to get to those calls as well. Welcome back, friends. Today we are talking about the impact of putting other people first before you take care of yourself. I received a direct message from a woman by the name of Anna. For as long as I can remember, I have always put others first. It started when I was young with my sister. She has OCD and anxiety, and her needs have always come first. I did it with my friends when I was in school, and now it's also translated into my job. I'm not only trying to do my job, but I end up being my boss's assistant, too. It's incredibly draining, and I often don't know how to change it or make it better for my mental and physical health. Please give me any advice you can on this. Anna, you know, you've sort of been trained from a younger, and then now it's just continued on into your life. I want to talk to Anna. So, Anna, are you there, friend? I am. How are you? I'm really good. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. So I kind of want to know, you know, what was it like when you were a child first? And then now what has it been like with your boss, as you described? Yeah, um, it was tough as a child. Um, things in the house went from happy family to just my sister won't leave my parents' room. And it totally turned on a on a dime and I ended up kind of having to let go of a lot of things, let go of my parents' attention and let go of our happy time and just the family bonding and a lot of childhood experiences because a lot of the attention and the needs were focused on her and I don't regret a single moment of it. And now um, I work in events and so I've got my own job and tasks, um, but I also act as an assistant and a right hand to my boss. She went through some stuff this past year, so just kind of helping her with that, too. I want to talk a little bit about that little girl who had to give up her family's attention. What did that feel like for you? It was rough. You know, I was still in elementary school at this time, and I would come home and I wouldn't know how much time I might have with my mom. And my dad was working really long hours at this time, so he wasn't home very much anyway. I would only have a few hours with him at night, and often he would have to help my mom with my sister. And every once in a while, I would go upstairs and just give any kind of encouraging words that I could to my sister and hug her and make sure that she knew that we were there for her no matter what. Because, you know, it was tough for me, but it's tougher for her, I mean, to go through what she did. Yeah, I want you to never do that again, okay? Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. What am I talking about? Saying that it was tougher for her. Yeah. 
I mean, we're all human beings and we all have different experiences. And comparing your experience to hers is not fair to you. And I know it's hard on parents, so I'm not blaming your parents. I'm not blaming your sister. But you deserved attention too. So I want you to say it with me. It was not fair that I had to let go of my parents' attention. It was not fair that I had to let go of my parents' attention. It was not fair that they did not pay attention to me as much as I needed them to. It was not fair that they did not pay attention to me as much as I needed them to. And you're not putting down your parents. You're not disrespecting your sister. You're saying that I love myself enough right now to know that it was not okay. It wasn't okay. And then as we start to go to you as an adult now, you don't have to fight for attention anymore. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. See, you've been trained from childhood that others who have extra challenges somehow mean you have to pick up the slack for them. First, go back to your job title. Nowhere in it does it say, if your boss went through some personal stuff, as you stated earlier, that you must take on her issues as your own. No more running yourself ragged. You must retrain yourself by saying, similar to what you just said about your relationship with your parents as a child, it's not fair that they did not pay attention to me like I needed them to. Say, it's not fair that I'm not paying attention to myself like I need to because I am focusing more on someone else. Then you need to go to your boss and set new and clear boundaries of what you will do. And if she has a problem with it, I want you to say, why is taking care of me a problem for you? If she has any other response, then it's not a problem and I will respect your boundaries. If she says anything different than that, you need to evaluate moving on. And I'm so happy we got a chance to have this conversation. And I truly do believe that things are going to change for the better for you. I think so, too. I really appreciate your help. Thank you. Of course, of course. Thank you so much, friend, for calling in, okay? All right. Bye. 
sometimes the root of why we do things, we have to go back and realize that it sprouted from early on in life. And when you do that, you start to realize that a lot of times the behaviors you had as a child is the reason you're doing stuff as an adult. But what you realize, as we shared with her, is that it wasn't fair then, and it's not fair now. You know, I received another direct message from a young guy by the name of Dustin. And Dustin wrote me, I definitely feel the sting of negative impact after putting others' needs before my own. I'm a creative, and I think people tend to take advantage of my skills in writing, editing, graphic design, photography, video production, etc. to meet their own needs for little or no cost. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten the, helping me will get you exposure and bring a high-paying client. After a decade of hearing that, I can look back now and see that it's never happening for me that way. On the flip side, it's also so hard for me to just say no because I don't want to upset anyone or make them feel their projects and passions aren't worth my time. But at the same time, this exposure they keep promising me isn't paying my bills. It isn't even paying the overhead I need for equipment, software, etc. So what do I do here? I would love your advice. You know, when somebody's not respecting your talents and your skills and making you feel guilty like you have to do something, it is hard. So I wanted to talk to Dustin about that, and he's on the line now. Dustin, are you there, my friend? Hey, Glamour, I am. From what you expressed, it sounds like you have these amazing talents, and people often make you feel guilty as if you're supposed to do this for them. And by doing that, you're putting yourself second. Is that what I'm gathering? Yeah, and that's that's basically the feeling. <laughs> so why are you afraid to say no? It's kind of one of those situations where everybody knows everybody. It's hard to say no because I think sometimes I'm afraid that it will damage my reputation or, you know, make people look at me differently. And I don't know. I guess I just I have this fear of how people will think of me if I don't acquiesce and, and do what they need me to do. So my question for you now is how do you think of yourself? Uh, I think of myself as somebody who's a very giving person and a loving person and also somebody who's very good at what I do. Um, it's important to me to do a very good job at everything that I do and do a high-quality job of it. I see myself as somebody who gets very overwhelmed very easily, and sometimes I think trying to please everybody becomes more important than putting quality into every single project, and that becomes very hard for me to, to do. Um, and so I get very nervous and very overwhelmed, and, and yeah, it just it becomes very difficult. Yeah, makes sense. Because you're in a space where not only are you overwhelmed by people's opinions of you, you're also overwhelmed by the fact that those opinions are causing you to do things that you know you don't want to do, that you don't have time to do, that you know is not supporting you as a person. You have to get to a space where you are able to do two things. The first is you have to remember who you are. Because that's going to quiet all the fears you have of what you think people are going to say about you. And listen, I know that is easier said than done. I was a gay black man growing up in Houston, Texas, okay? (laughs) I was always consciously thinking about what are people going to be thinking of me. And those thoughts consumed me. But the way you get over those thoughts is by remembering who you are and by countering those, those voices with what you think of yourself. Oh, man, that's 
easier said than done, but I need to definitely try to start looking and seeing that in myself instead of trying to find that validation in others. Well, let me tell you something. The first thing you got to do is write down the things you know you like about yourself. And I want you to write it down on six different pieces of paper, okay? Okay. And I want you to put that piece of paper next to your computer, next to your camera, next to your, on your mirror in your bathroom. And I want you to look at those things. After a while, you're going to start to see it so much that it will be part of your subconscious. And anything that is lodged in your subconscious is eventually going to be revealed and come out of you. And add to the list. Keep making the list longer because that's the way you quiet down the voices. As you start to find out the things that you love about yourself and start to really try every single day, it's not going to be overnight, every single day, every day, say no to one person. Oh, man. (laughs) I know. Tough, right? That's scary. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's scary. scary. It's scary. Now, you have to say no to one person. You have to find space to say no. Saying no is a skill that we have to practice. You practice saying yes all the time, and that's why you're in the space where you feel depleted because you've given. You've practiced saying yes. So now you have to practice saying no. And when you go to sleep at night, you're going to think back to yourself, did I say no to one person? And if you didn't, the next day you're going to say no to two. Okay. All right. All right. That seems like a good strategy. I hope that works. It will work because you're going to practice giving yourself space to -hmm. take care of yourself while you're remembering who you are because you have these great talents. People around the world wish they could have your talents. People even in your small town wish they could have those talents. That's why they're coming to you. But you have to know that you are worth it. Yes. If you know, if anything else, you have one friend right here that believes in you. Oh, my God. That's the best news I've heard all day long. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, Dustin, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me, okay? Thanks, Ramar. I appreciate you so much. Talk to you soon. Talk to you later. Friends, you have to make sure you are not confusing this harmful behavior of putting others' needs before your own needs with being selfless, selfish, or being someone who knows how to compromise. Remember, in order to give your best, you must be at your best. And you can only get to your best by taking time for yourself. It's okay to say no to others. Understand that saying yes to everything does not make you a better person. It makes you exhausted. Practice every day putting yourself first. One thing a day, feed yourself first. We are all on a journey of loving ourselves more. And when we do, I promise your life will be better. You know, thank you, friends, for joining me. And I love you all as always. Till next time, put yourself first. Bye, friends. Karamo is presented by Luminary Media, produced by Little Everywhere, hosted by me, Karamo. Music by Ernie Wooden and the Big Woozy Band. Remember, this is an entertainment advice show. If you need direct help or direct advice on a physical or mental issue you're currently dealing with, please contact a professional in your town who can advise you. 
As always, friends, for more healing and growth, check out more episodes of Karamo on Luminary Media. Luminary Media.